A Japanese Dream in 79 Letters. An epistolary novel by Martin Glimmon. This is episode 6 out of 14. The text will be read by a machine. Therefore you may notice some mispronunciation, from time to time, especially when foreign languages are involved, like French, German, Dutch, and so on. And there is another item, I want to bring to your attention, because the letters were written by a Japanese native speaker, and were given to me, to publish them as they are, it may occur, that you will hear some semantic, or idiomatic errors. However, the text can be understood easily and you will not be disappointed about that, I guess. 34th letter. March 9, 1976. Dear Hubert, thank you very much for your letters, one from Arkin and the other from Utrecht. The first one took nine days to reach me, but the second one was much faster, and I received them one by one, yesterday and today. So I'm so happy, to have your letters with me now. But in your letter from Utrecht you said, you were depressed and tired, so it made me quite sad. For, I don't think, both of us should be depressed at the same time. It's very painful for me to think that you now brooding over in a depressed mood in such a distant country. For my part, as I'm always saying, I'm depressed and tired, these words sound cheaper. But, as I've never heard you say, you were tired, it made me very much worried. I hope, your present low temper, is only due to the reaction, to your having spent your happy days, celebrating the carnival. And I wish, this letter would reach you tomorrow to convey my feelings to you immediately. For in my depression days, your letters are something like a shaft of the sunlight. And you also said, that you think, you've lived in vain till now. I feel the same with myself. But I feel, there's one difference between us, concerning this point. As for me, I really, in the truest sense, did not do anything meaningful in my life, so far. I have just been fed and educated by my parents, and what is worse, I, at the age, when one should walk one's life by oneself, I'm still doing nothing reasonable, I'm only bothering others. On the other hand, as far as I understand you, you're always trying to find your own way, even though, you may repeat trials and errors. So, it may be likely, that you are not near, but not too far away either, from your world of success. So, I believe in your fundamental strength of your mind. As for me, I've already called myself a weak person. But curiously enough, in my high school days, I used to be regarded as a person of strong will. Although, I won't follow others' opinion easily, I'm a very dependent person. As you know, I am ashamed to say this, though. By dependent, I mean, in a similar way, like a baby asking for its mother, instinctively. The only thing I wish now, is, that this letter reaches you, as soon as possible. Incidentally, thank you very much for your congratulations for my Cambridge result. And never mind, you're not answering to my questions. And I hope, you'll be successful in your last exam of this month. When you have no exams, I'm happier, too. I'm now enjoying studying German. It's a little bit easier, than French as far as the sounds are concerned. And although, the spelling differs greatly from English, some words, such as ear and trinken, have really similar sounds, 
in hearing them. Whenever I receive your letter, I feel extremely happy, that during the course of reading, I come to fear to finish reading them, because, after that, I have to wait some more days for your next letter. It just occurred to my mind, that you might be a bit tired of me. I don't hope, that this will be the case, of course. The Japanese lady, whom you met, in front of the telephone box, at Somerville, if you still remember this, once called me, a troublemaker. So, I stop here, hoping, you've already recovered from your depression, by the time this letter reaches you. With best wishes, Namiko. 35th letter. Tuesday, March 16, 1976. Dear Hubert, I'm longing for your letter. I hope, you're alright, and happy with your university life. I cannot wait for your answer to my last letter, so I write to you, now. Strangely, I began to feel a sort of hesitation, in writing to you, this time, for, I realized, that so far, I've told you about many, many depressions, and worries, and complaints of mine, and that is must have given you much pain and discomfort. Nobody would be pleased, with hearing others speak of such gloomy things. Knowing this, I felt some hesitation, in writing to you, for I was sure, once I begin to write to you, my style will tend to be sad. Nevertheless, I can't resist writing to you. Please forgive me, when my letter gives you any pain. Just recently, I'm beset with the obsession of youth. Our youth, I fear, passes away so quickly. I'm afraid, every day, if I'm wasting my youth in the mere useless thoughts and worries. I wish, I could live more lightly, or, frivolously, at least during my youth. I'm afraid, to be one more year older, next December. I believe, youth is beautiful, or at least, old age is uglier. Suddenly, it came to my mind, when I had dinner today, to die together, you and me. It's an illusion, it might sound quite ridiculous and extraordinary. It's just an impulsive idea of mine, though. And also another extraordinary flash of thought came to me, to kill myself, alone, solitary on the very next day of my brother's wedding. But sometimes, I really forget about suicide, completely, when I feel, like living a successful and satisfactory life. It seems to me, that, for you, it's something like a taboo, to speak of the future. I can understand that it's uncomfortable for you, to think of the future. Nevertheless, I guess, you may, sometimes think of it, in your own mind. But to make it a complete, taboo, now, seems, like being in a place, without any form of existence. April is the month, that everything begins officially, schools, companies etc. in Japan. So, in this period, I get restless, thinking, what to do myself. I'm sure, I'm already a failure of life, for example, I retire this month of Notre Dame, where I taught for the last one year. But another colleague, who is of the same age as me, got the post there, after me. Her English ability is not so excellent, but she's good at getting on well, with the people there, partly, because it's her alma mater as well. I retire there voluntarily, because I don't like that school, and teaching there. It is filled with so much nasty hypocrisy. But by quitting it, I've lost a social position, 
at least in name, whereas that colleague got a social position, as a teacher. Anyway, I've not yet found a new side job yet. And, by the way, the visa, which I applied for, in last December, has not yet been delivered. I have one plan, I'm thinking of being an occasional student in one of the universities around here. But I've not decided it, yet. An occasional student will not be bound to have any obligations. It'll be a good position for a person to further his study without any intention of getting a degree or qualification. If I am to be an occasional student, still I'll be quite free, and I could be in Europe in the summer holiday. But for the last time, I want your confirmation. Do you, still, really, want me to come to Europe? If you've changed your mind in some way, or possibly, I don't want to ask you this question. Actually, I hope this is the first and the last time to do so. You've met somebody else whom you came to like, tell me so. It's not too late to do so in order to prevent a greater tragedy in the future. It's not out of jealousy, but I've always thought there is a possibility that you might meet there in Europe somebody else whom you can get along with without such difficulty as exists between us. For my part, at the moment, there is nobody else whom I came to like except you. I'm afraid my mental attitude toward our plan has quite retreated from the original plan. I'm still hesitating to go to Europe and spend the summer time with you, though, I've saved nearly 500,000 yen. I don't know the present exchange rate, so I show it in yen. I hesitate, because I fear. There's still three more months to wait, though, recently, time flies away amazingly fast. But April and May are frivolous months, when the air is too warm, and the world around me goes easy. And June is the rainy season, dump and gloomy. We've almost passed the hard winter, but the following seasons, I'm sure, will make me quite depressed, too. This, again, may be a strange letter in some way, but honestly, it feels so painful when thinking of you being in such a distant country. I wonder if we're chasing a dream. I quit here, with my apology, if this letter makes you feel uncomfortable, in any way. With best wishes, Namiko. 36th letter. March 19, 1976. Dear Hubert, thank you very much for your letter. I wonder why my heart beats so strongly whenever I open your letters. The process of reading them is something like eating a delicious cake, which I'm reluctant to be hasty in eating it up, so I make a pause after reading a couple of paragraphs, breathe deeply, and then continue to read. I'm rejoiced to realize from your last letter that our mental relation, or shall I say, solidarity, is much stronger than I have expected. Can you imagine how glad I am that you really understand my feelings, given in my last letter, almost instinctively? But, at the same time, I awfully regret my last letter, in which I wrote a strange thing. I'm really ashamed to have done so, so I wish that letter would have got lost on the way to Utrecht. I think, right now, it has not yet reached you. Incidentally, I went to the travel agency the other day. I postponed my departure date to July 4. 
that renewed reservation has been confirmed, but one thing, which is unfortunate, is, that the Soviet airplane company decided not to fly the plane to Amsterdam, from now, till God knows, when. So my reserved seat is to Paris. But the agency clerk said, that there might be a change, and the plane to Amsterdam might be resumed, and on the contrary, the plane to Paris, cancelled. So, at the moment, I am to land in Paris. If it really comes true, it's a pity. I don't want to be alone in Paris, which, I'm eager to visit, but, which, at the same time, I fear. So, tell me in your next letter, what we should do. Will you come to Paris, or shall I spend a couple of days in Paris alone, which I really detest, and then I shall travel to Aachen or Utrecht to meet you? Or, on the last days of my stay in Europe, shall we spend some time in Paris, because the plane back to Japan, might leave from Paris, though I'm not definitely sure? I shall leave Europe, when the holiday is over. At the moment, it's not quite sure, if the plane is really landing in Paris. What is unfortunate, moreover, is, that the airplane fare has been raised by 60,000 yen. So, I think, I'll have to be as thrifty as possible, during my stay in Europe. How much, approximately, does it cost, to travel to Paris and Geneva by train? Anyway, my departure date was reserved on July 4, but still, really contradictory enough, I'm hesitating. As a matter of fact, I have an obsession, that, if I'm not going to Europe this year, I'll never be able to go there again. You told me, that the only thing, that makes you stay in Utrecht, is my wish, that you would stay there. It is a little bit an unexpected thing to hear, though. It's still, that I want you, to continue university. I don't deny, that it's partly, because of getting a worldly fame, a graduate of university. But don't misunderstand me, if you have really something, which you desire to do, other than study, and, if it's quite a reasonable one, I mean, quite a convincing one, I would not oppose to it. Have you any plans of that kind? Some time ago, you mentioned, that, if you quit university now, you must go to the military service, which, you said, you did not like much. It reminds me of my father's case, when he was a student. It was during the Second World War period. He, desperately, studied, in order to enter university, otherwise he would have had to go to the army. He succeeded in entering university, but, as the war got more and more violent, he was summoned to the army, giving up this study, while he was a student. But anyway, I'm sure, you'll get something out of your university life, beside your academic record, which you would not otherwise get. For me, frankly speaking, it'll be easier, if you are working, when it comes to marriage matter. As I told you, I, myself, felt like quitting my university over and over again. If I had had something, which I really wanted to do, after quitting it on the way, I would have quitted it. So in your case as well, if you have really found anything else, worth doing, and if you don't have to go to the military service, you may quit university. In that case, I would follow your way of living. But anyway, do you really dislike study? At home, my brother's wedding is approaching. 28th. 
I get very frequently furious at their way of treating it. Lots of people come to my house, dressed formally, to give us presents, mostly money, while the couple concerned is always absent. It's the strangest story. Whose wedding is this, indeed? So, I turn to be the wittiest person these days. But to you only, I want to be a good girl, in spite of having so many faults. It's getting warmer and warmer. I imagine, spring in Holland is very beautiful. And I love birds to look at. Water birds are really pretty, but I like smaller birds. But do you know a bird exhausts lots of energy for flying? And, Mia, is, seagull, Nekwa? Well, just recently, I got a letter from a Watif. She got married and now lives in Ireland. By the way, as for the room during my stay, do you know, it's permitted to accommodate an outsider in the room of the student flat, if you get it? About the British universities, I applied for five universities anyway, Warwick, Kiel, East Anglia, Exeter, Sussex. But I don't expect to go to one of those this year, because my theme has not yet been fixed, and it will need to take much more time. I'm so glad now, that you're not feeling that bad mentally. But, whenever you are out of sorts, tell me. Though, in that case, it would worry me. I always want to know, how are you going actually? Is ice freitag, drayon at mitags? Morgen ist ein Viertag in Japan. Eachlinge in Deutsch, aber die Sprache ist sehr Hilf me a bit. Hoffentlichkeit du mein Deutsch verstehen. Auf Wiedersehen. Namiko. 37th letter. March 25, 1976. Dear Hubert, thank you so much for your letter. Can you imagine, how it pleased me? Now, I'm a little bit tipsy because I drank sake. Japanese alcohol. Today, the bride's furniture was brought to our house, and our family had to treat them lunch and drinks. It has been so cold the last few days, that I feared, winter would come again. But, at this instant, it's quite warm and extremely fine. I feel hot myself, but it's because of the weather, or the alcohols burning in my body, I don't know. Well. I mentioned that I was hesitating about going to Europe. But, as a matter of fact, hesitating is not the suitable word. For my wish, fundamentally, hasn't changed a bit. I'm craving for your existence. Sometimes, this desire or passion is so strong that it almost drives me mad or makes me shed my tears. I'm afraid I've fretted you enough by repeating this word, hesitate. Forgive me, please. I had no intention to fret you. As I told you in my last letter, I reserve the airplane seat on July 4. Thus the external preparation for the travel is being made by me. Nevertheless, I feel so unstable. Yet, maybe, this mental instability of mine, made me utter this word, hesitate. You ask me, what I'm afraid of. Well, I don't know it exactly myself. I analyzed it, one thing is, that I've already met others so many opposing opinions. They crashed me to a great extent. When it comes to this, you may say, it's your life. You can do what you want about your life. 
And another possible factor of my instability may be the fact that I am concerned about the future in a general sense. In the future are included several things, like the matter of marriage, what you'll do, and what I'll do, and what we'll do, and our different nationalities, and the possible problems arising from this fact. And how things will be, after our rendezvous, also makes me uneasy, as I told you several times. You mentioned something about sex. Of course, the matter of sex worried me, to some extent. But about sex, I'm thinking to leave it alone, and to let it take its natural course, for you once said, that it's strange, to separate mental and physical love, clearly. As I'm totally inexperienced concerning sex, I've no good idea, what it will be like, but anyway, all I wish now concerning that matter, is, that, if it's performed, it will be done, as the most natural result of our attachment. Can you imagine, I'm so attached to you, that I, sometimes, feel like, even, making a child of our own. This feeling is of course a sort of illusion, at the moment, and it only comes from a mere fancy. And I assure you, I didn't even think once, that your main purpose, is the sexual intercourse. I think, we know each other enough by now, to know, that we can trust each other. Dear Hubert, I have one favor, which I want you, to do me, please don't use the word obligation again. Whenever I hear this word, uttered by you, my heart aches, thinking of the sadness you might feel, after uttering it. You also mentioned, that my ideas about suicide are so near to yours. But I'm afraid my idea about suicide is not the idea itself, exactly. It's not defined well. It's a sentiment. It's a primitive desire. The mention of suicide reminds me that, in the last couple of days, I fell into quite a strong depression again, and in those days, I was only thinking of death. But when thinking of you, in the midst of my brooding over death, I felt so sad and so much agony. My mother said, you can do anything, if you think, you've already been dead. I quit not redame, but it's not because of our former plan of April. It's because, I hate it, and I thought, it's no good, continuing to work there. So, you are not responsible at all for this, and please, don't mind this decision of mine. And I really appreciate, that you were so kind, as to correct my mistake in spelling the German word, hen. But I wonder, why is must be dative on the envelope? Neither, Mr. nor Monsieur, don't suit you, I think, when I write them on the envelope. In Japanese, we use a certain word, to express the respect to the person, to whom we write. This word can be used both, to male and female. Lastly, I must answer to you, about my, definitely, coming to Europe, in some way. Well, to choose yes, or no, it's yes, and I'll arrange other things a couple of months later. So, it means, that our, rendezvous, on the 4th of July is quite a fixed plan. But you know, please understand my extreme instability of mind. But, if I hesitate, it's only, because of various mental delicate reasons, and absolutely not, because I came to be indifferent to you. On the contrary, I only live with the image of you. How I wish, I were with you, right now. I'm so glad, 
that you recovered and you are happy, now. Before you, I can throw away almost all self-consciousness, without reason. Now, I almost feel like praying to the Lord, I prefer the word Lord to God, to let us be united on this earth. Namiko. This was the sixth episode of the epistolary novel. A Japanese Dream in 79 Letters, by Martin Glimmon. The text was read to you by a machine and therefore some mispronunciation may have occurred here and there. And as I mentioned earlier, in the intro, it also may have happened, that there were some errors in the construction of sentences, or some imperfection in the use of the correct vocabulary. I hope, it did not disturb you too much. Thank you for listening and goodbye.